Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back, episode 332 of the What Up The Podcast. Yep, yeah, you guys are going to have to uh, pardon my voice. I'm a little stuffy. Um, man, when you have kids in daycare, duh, it's like it, somebody is always sick all the time, and it fucking sucks, man. And, um, yeah, the baby came home with a runny nose, and then it's like when the baby come home with a runny nose, it's like, man, you already know you fucked at the game, dog. Cause it's like it's yep. nothing you can do. And sure enough, like, like it take went, that, take that, take that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to keep it away from the other kids, but uh, my wife got sick, and it just—I mean, it, it was like light cold, like nothing really that bad. She had like she had like one bad day, and then was uh, starting to improve. And then I haven't even—I wouldn't even—I wouldn't even go so far as to say I've had a bad day. Like I've—I've I've, like I felt as soon as I felt it coming on, like it, there was literally a moment where I was like, holy shit. I my nose is stuffed. It was not stuffed like ten minutes ago. I immediately started taking medicine. Like with like thirty minutes <laughs> to start to feel symptoms, I was taking medicine. So like I've been fine pretty much the whole time. Like right now, I have a stuffy nose, and that is literally the only thing I got going on. I'm fine outside of that. So, uh, but yeah, y'all are gonna have to uh, forgive my voice, and there'll probably be some sniffles and shit. I might sneeze. I don't know, but hey, nigga, sneeze. It happens. And it's funny because I thought you. Oh, but this know, one sneezes sneezes very loudly though. So I will like if I do sneeze, I'll mute myself because <laughs> my wife heard me sneeze from the opposite end of the house and from a different floor. <laughs> Jesus. And texted me, "Bless you." <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's funny to say, <laughs> Like they from upstairs on one end of the house, and I was downstairs on the complete opposite end. Like there's no way. <laughs> She should not have been able to hear that. I'm gonna chalk it up to the vents, but yeah, um, yeah. If I do sneeze, I, I'll I'll do y'all the service and mute myself or, or moving the mic away. Hey, we you know we try to keep it natural as possible on here, so you know whatever had to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, damn, I lost track. Of what I'm about to say. Uh, oh, I'm about to say. You know, we were talking beforehand, and I thought maybe you sound a little off, but it didn't sound like much to and then when you start when you when you first started saying you apologize, I'm like, what the fuck is this apologizing for? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense now. Yeah, no, it's it's and it kind of come and go. So it's like like right now I'm only like a little bit stuffy. So my voice is a little bit different. And then like, you know, maybe like while we're recording, you know how sometimes it can kind of like transition to where it's like for a few for a few minutes it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And then it gets stuffy again like in the opposite nostril or some shit. Like yeah, so I'm kind of in that space where it's like, you know, I, it's it's either lightly stuffy or I'm like good for a few minutes, or, you know, so it's not going to be a big right. That's all good. Um, So uh, you motherfuckers just have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> I I put I, I try to put episodes. I'm not apologizing we like Mikey is. <laughs> right. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> he so, just got to fucking deal. When he, Hey, look, we just—it's it's just motherfuckers with shit going on, and so when you get these episodes, you get these episodes. But I'm gonna try like hell. What's so crazy about last week is that we recorded early because we did. I had shit we going record, on. We recorded on Tuesday. Forgot about that. We recorded on Tuesday last week. Where'd you put it out today? Tuesday? No, yesterday. 
damn near went a week later. Like, uh, and the thing is, I edited everything, which ain't much to do, but I had it, I had it like, you know, um, it, it ready to roll. And I just kept fucking forgetting. And I finally was sitting there like, oh shit. And then I finally did that. So yeah, my apologies. But hey, y'all go get these shits when y'all get them though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, last, last week, uh, I had, my wife's uh, cousin and her husband came up and so we were entertaining them from like Wednesday to like Sunday. Um, and so we, Wait, uh, you said, I'm sorry, you said, uh, who and their husband, my, my wife's cousin. Okay. Cousin. Okay. And her husband. Cool. cool. Um, so was kind of entertaining them. Uh, you know, so it was, it was cool. We had, um, he was doing a bunch of local shit. <laughs> we, we took, um, to uh, the Charles H. Wright um, African American Museum, uh, that was kind of cool. I hadn't been there in years, and the last time I'd been there, I went for a concert, so I had actually seen any like exhibits and shit. So, you know, um, seeing a few exhibits there was kind of dope. They have like this whole. Have you been there recently? Lately? Not really. I would say not years? recently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe in maybe in the last ten years, but not. No, not 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 recently. And I don't. Even, I'm not even sure why I asked the time frame because I don't know when the shit, the the exhibits, how long they've been there. So I have no frame of reference, especially if you haven't been there in a while. Yeah, no, uh, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been there. But uh, it was cool. They had this Obama exhibit where it's like, I forget the number of fucking like statue heads of him, and it's of people, uh, the p- different different artists have painted them of like you know. Of different, I guess, views or however they perceive him and shit like that. That was kind of dope. Hmm. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Like, yeah, that'd be interesting. And yeah, you said it just, it's like statue, like busts. Yeah, yeah, bust. That's what they call bust. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's like I I, I want to say it's like fifty of them in there and shit. Damn. Yeah, it's a lot of them in there. I thought it's, it was gonna be five or something. No, 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 no. It's 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 a room full of the motherfuckers, and you know different different uh styles of painting what their influence was on how, why did they decide to paint it this way and shit like that so that was that was kind of dope um they had a exhibit uh there was a few exhibits but the, the specific ones that i thought was pretty cool was the ones where they had a one about the uh the green book yeah yeah um so they had one and they had they had one about just the green book in general then they had one that showcased the green book in Michigan, like different okay. stops and shit like that. So that was kind of dope. So um, it, yeah. what is it? Was it like a, like a, like, was it like a thing that talked about this book or was it like an actual like green book that you could look at? Well, they had pages that were, uh, they put pages in the book. And so you could just scroll through it like okay. a binder and shit like that. But then, then, then they had a lot of the pages, the actual pages, on the walls and shit, like in real big oh, okay. print and stuff like that. So that oh, was pretty sweet. cool. Yeah. And then they talked about, uh, you know, different places, the, the green, the exhibit where they had the green book in Michigan, they talked about different places in Michigan that, you know, were, uh, uh, specific to like black folks, you know, uh, even throughout slavery or when, you know, uh, blacks migrated up to Michigan for like the auto industry and shit like that. Um, they talked about Idlewild, Michigan, which I've I've always heard of Idlewild, Michigan, but never heard much history about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and and not to say that I even read much about it then. I, I told myself I was like, yeah, I'm gonna check that out, you know, at some point. But uh, I would like to actually visit Idlewild. Um, it's kind of over like Muskegon area, I think. Okay. Uh, 
Um, that's about four hours. Yeah, uh, three and a three ish. It's not too far. Too bad. Okay. Four hours. You get up to fucking Traverse City in four hours, okay. and that's and that's a lot farther. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, have you have you been to Mackinac Island before? Yeah. Have you stayed up there? Not as an adult. Okay. Uh, yeah, I went a lot as a kid, often. Bro, I've never uh, been and- to Mackinac Island, dog. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I went a lot as a kid, and then uh, me and my wife went, but we mistakenly went at the wrong time. Like we went. What is, like, what is right the wrong time? So I, I, and I don't know when this period is, but there's a period where it's kind of like open, like where where people actually are there to come visit, and then there's an area time where it's kind of like not popping, and people aren't there, and the only people that are there are the people that actually live there, mm-hmm. and it's like shockingly dead. And so, like, we weren't able to, like, we were barely able to even find a place to eat. Like, it it was kind of, it was, like, literally almost like a ghost town. It was, like, yeah, there wasn't much going on. So, I haven't been there with it, like, how it normally is. I haven't experienced that since since I was a kid. So, but we so went a lot as a kid because I had family there. Like, my well, dad's side of the family, the white side. I was just about to ask, was the yeah. white side? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. My black side is from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so your white side of family is, 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 uh, origin is Michigan? Uh, yeah. Well, some, yeah. Like, yes, directly, yes. Like, historically, it's like Canadian and French and out you know out there but like yeah directly like my parents and, and and grandparents yes they're uh my dad was born in St. Clair Shores um his mom was born here and then i think his dad it was born in Canada hmm okay that's interesting uh but i could be wrong his dad might have been born here too for all i know but gotcha. i i don't i just don't recall like that side that side of my family i actually have like a ridiculously extensive history on so i just i just it's not it's way beyond what i can retain in my head so i just don't retain any of it <laughs> it would it would be a white side is all organized and shit ain't that some shit mm-hmm. i think i told you about it when my uncle uh that i reconnected with after my father died when he sent mm-hmm. me some document that had like my family lineage and it went back to like the 1400s or some shit <laughs> yo that's crazy as hell yeah, no, that's man, dope it was, as fuck it was awesome dog i was sitting here reading that shit it, it was like after like i think i told you about it on the podcast well i might have probably had told you before but i think i talked about it on the podcast and then i was sitting here after we were done recording i was sitting here uh like reading through it and shit and like trying to like just make sense of it and how it's like organized and shit. Like where I like, like where I land in it versus where everything else is. Cause like, there's a whole lot after me, which is makes sense given my current age, but I don't, I I still have to be reminded that I'm old. <laughs> and so it's moments like that, that I get the reminder like, Oh wow. There's a whole lot of people after me all here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's dope though. As far as having that much information, um, Cause I, I, I've tried on my mom's side. I haven't even tried on my dad's side. And for some odd reason, I just haven't had as much interest on my dad's side, but I've tried on my mom's side and I've, some of my relatives have done some, you know, research, but it doesn't go further than too much further than my great grandparents. So, and that ain't really shit to be honest. So I think I would love to get back. It's a very least a 1700s or some shit like that. Like a few parents up or something like that just to get some kind of understanding. But yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I didn't get that's what that's how I ended up on twenty three and me because like once my uncle sent me that stuff about the white side of my family, I was like, well, let me do the twenty three and me because then maybe I could find out more information about that side or more information that can help me connect individuals on that side, and then maybe I can learn a whole bunch about my black side. But the problem is that twenty three and me is as far as like connecting with people and learning about people who are in your family it relies on them people also having done 23 and me. So it's like, that's where you kind of like, you kind of get fucked. Cause it's like, uh, well, I don't really know directly how I'm connected to this person. Cause they're like, or, well, I mean, there's people who are on there who uh, you still can't really get a, you can't get a necessarily a d- direct connection on. Cause the DNA match would be so small. It'll just tell right. you like probably your fourth or fifth cousin. I'm like, okay. But, Probably, uh, but yeah, like there's so many other people that could potentially exist that you just don't know about because they're just not on the app. They just haven't done it. But yeah, there's like five thousand people or some shit on there with like a percentage of matching DNA with me. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, but it's like when it gets to like like less than one percent, these people are like fourth, fifth cousins, and that means that like just the 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 higher the number, the cousin the higher up the grandparent that connects you. So like your first cousin, your immediate grand, y'all share an immediate grandparent, your second cousin, it would be a great grandparent. So by the time you get the fourth, the fifth cousin is shit. You talk about, you share a great, 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 great grandparent. And shit. It's like, no, you have no, no way you could possibly know this nigga. Like there's mm-hmm. so many different ways, so many way, things that can happen over that many generations that can separate two people. So it's like, yeah, I have like, yeah, it's like 5,000 people or some shit that I have a percentage, some percentage DNA match with, but it's like, man, you think about what that, how, what can happen over that many generations between a fourth and fifth cousin. Like, yeah, it's, not too, but not too many people on there that that would be like close. Like like I have got I think I have one first cousin on there or some shit. Like and that's it. And 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 it wasn't even like news to me. It was like it was like oh shit, I didn't know I had a first cousin. It was like okay, yeah, I know who that is. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my first cousin. <laughs> so I didn't learn anything new today. <laughs> yeah, it's funny we was talking about uh like the percentages and shit like that. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm a fifty percent match with my mom. Yeah, right, <laughs> Look, right. Good right. to know. <laughs> there is like this, and I was kind of telling you earlier. So someone contacted me about being related, and her, like, they they give this this number um, of DNA when the DNA matches, and it's this one number. It's like uh, I forget what it is actually is called again. C, it's like CM or some shit like that. But her number is higher than a second cousin that I do know for certain, like my, one of my cousin's uh, sons is this second cousin with this, whatever low number. And the woman that contacted me, her number is way higher. And I'm just trying to figure out how, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like how, what's, what is, what is our relationship? Like which person is it? And she's, she seems she looks to be probably in my mom's age range or whatever. So I wonder if she's like one of my mom's first cousins or some shit like that. Oh yeah, it uh, could be. Yeah. So, and then I was it's looking- always kind of guessing just based on the percentage. So it's like well, at least a twenty three and me. It's it's guessing like it could be wrong. Like so, I mean, well, you have the one that you said you know, but I'm like, but yeah, but my my point is that. The percentage isn't necessarily your a guarantee. Like, oh, okay, it's no, it's, right, it's just exactly. a, it's just a suggestion. Like, it'll be like this is probably your second cousin, <laughs> but just based on the percentage. But they don't fucking know. 
Yeah, yeah, they just don't know. And then, and then at some point, at least for ancestry, at some point when you start trying to dig more, you're gonna have to pay for it. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not at that point where I want to pay for it. I, I don't want to know that. That bad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, twenty three and me has a as a thing where, um, well, it gives you a whole lot of stuff with the regular one where it tells you like basically, uh, how prone you are to various, uh features personality traits diseases things like that and then you can pay and get more shit like that like so like if you get the 23 of me plus for whatever amount that cost like there's one on there that's like a lupus report so like if you wanted to know if you have a strong likelihood of getting lupus if you had the plus version you could find out so you know i may so end up doing that one it. i may do the 23 of me as well just to get a little more information that, that seems to be a Oh, it hits you with with a shit ton of reports about that kind of stuff. And everything is like totally accurate. So like it like I went through it yesterday, just uh, out of just out of coincidence. I was looking at, you know, it it would say like you have a X percent probability of having this characteristic or feature. So like for me, it'll say you have a whatever percent chance of having uh, red hair and you know, and, and, and every time, everyone I went through, it would be accurate. It, mm-hmm. You know, it would say you have a percentage chance of having or not having this thing, and it would be a thing that I did or didn't have. You know, whatever the percentage always matched. So, um, if that were the case, and you were somebody who, again, if with that level of evidence, and you maybe you have concerns about whether or not lupus runs in your family, maybe you spring for the plus version and and find out because you're like, well, it's got a he- hell of a fucking accuracy on everything else. So right, right, no, that I think I might do that one as well. Uh, yeah, that sounds like something I may I may do. Uh, but I actually got off way off track um, because my I guess my whole reason was asking was well we got on this because we started talking about. Uh, Mackinac, and oh, right, right, right. I was uh, saying I'd never been and, you know, I was talking to the wife about going. Um, so I'm going to really assume that you didn't you guys probably did not take your dog up there. Uh, No. OK. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, uh, my wife is looking at she's like, oh, it's super, super dog friendly and stuff and looking at all this shit. And I was when you said that, I'm like, I'm pretty yeah, sure a lot of people nigga. walking their dogs around there. Yeah, and they say they say it's like tons of fucking places that's dog friendly up there. And I mean, shit, yeah, so. so it's it's a it's a highly white place, so of course it's gonna be highly <laughs> fucking dog friendly. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> so yeah, but we're actually we're thinking about we may try to go this year. Uh, like I said, I've never been, and I was talking to some people, and I was like, damn, of all the places I've been in the fucking world, I just haven't been to fucking Mackinac Island. I mean, I've been close. I got to Traverse City and a little bit north of Traverse City, but for whatever reason never went over there so we're looking to looking to probably do like a weekend or some shit up there yeah and stay in the, uh uh make sure you can afford, try to spring to stay in the main the grand hotel or whatever it's called like i want to go like when i when we went when me and my wife went well we didn't end up staying overnight but um it's hard to get a room there and it's expensive so uh, well it's not hard to get a room but it is expensive so um, if you do go try to book a room in there in advance, if you do want to stay there, um, I want to go stay there because what I remember, at, like when you remember things as Ooh, a kid, Jesus Christ, like, that looks dope as fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. God damn. So, yeah. So I'm like, I want to like, I, I have a memory of what it was like to be in that place as a kid. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this as an adult? Like I want to, like, I so badly want to stay there as an adult and see like, is it is it what I remembered as a kid? 
So I would I yeah, I would recommend staying there, but I feel like it was pretty expensive though. Like and not just like re- like really expensive, not not expensive in a like Oh, this is a little bit much for a uh, for a hotel. Like, no, like more expensive than like the casino hotels and shit in Detroit, in downtown Detroit. Yeah, I'm just clicking on random days just to see. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Like I always said, like four five hundred a night. Or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, this yeah. Is, uh, so okay, I was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, that's, that's expensive. I've ne- I don't I don't know. I've never paid that much for a hotel. Bruh, I've never paid that much. Six hundred a night? No, never. No, I've never paid. That paid I've never paid that much. So I'm and gonna say the and first I've stayed, time we, I've stayed in some nice places. I've dog. stayed in some nice fucking places, and uh, it, I've never it, spent it, that it, much. Multiple countries. I've never. Yeah, spent multiple 600, countries. I've never spent six hundred five, but five four. I I don't. Uh, there's no. I don't think I've ever spent four. There's a small possibility I might have spent four or close to that, but definitely no, not more than four hundred. On a hotel. Jesus Christ. So I'm going to say that we probably won't go there the first time. Um, But that's going to be on the list for syrup. But God damn. But what I was going to say to what you could do is the same thing that I did once when I went to Vegas. You could stay there for one night and then stay somewhere else for the rest of the time you're there. Like I did that once when I went to Vegas. I stayed like in like a cheap hotel on a strip that was like 50 something dollars a night because I was I was going to be there. Um. I think it was like three, four days, something like that. It was like a long weekend because it was like a holiday weekend. And I stayed in like a cheap hotel for all the days except one. And then on that one day, I stayed in like I don't know, one of the one of the fancy ones. I don't remember which one it was because I've I've because I've stayed in all of them. Well, not all of them, but several of them. But like one of like I, it was the MGM or or the Luxor or the uh, Bell, Bellagio, one, one of them. So you could do something like that. Like, you know, yeah, just do it this... for one night and then find a cheaper place if you want to stay. See, my longer. problem with like, so my problem with staying one night is that typically whenever we go places, I'm never really in my room. Yeah. And it's just like, if I'm going to be, you know, probably going to be doing shit and stuff, you know, just or out and about, like, would I be able because I spend that much, I probably want to be in that bitch all day. Like, I really want to take it in. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I'm, it's definitely something to look, uh, to look to. I'm going to probably send it to the wife. And see what she says, but man, this is crazy. Like, I would just want to, yeah, I just want to be in there. That's why I, I just want to be in there. For, I just, right, I right. just want to do it for one night, like just one night. And like to, to me too, I look at Mackinac as like a, like not, not necessarily one where I'm not going to be in my room all day. Not, not now, I'm not also going to be in my room all day, but I feel like the hotel is part of the experience. So it's yeah. kind of like, like that's going to be part of like the chill portion of it. And being in that hotel, like there's probably a bunch of shit to do in the hotel too. Like there's probably yeah, a nice oh, restaurant. There's probably it's a nice ass swimming, nice ass swimming pool too out there. Yeah, like so it's probably all kinds of cool shit to do in there too. So you know, I, I don't know. I, I I probably wouldn't feel a way about spending a spending a good portion of one day in there if I'm going to be there several days. But I, I mean, it's just it's, I mean, it's not it's not like it's like an amusement park. It's like you know, it's not a shit ton to do. I mean, it's just a you know. Yeah, so this is wow, man. Yeah, Actually, the uh, engagement pictures, uh, not engagement, the uh, maternity pictures that I took with my wife when she was pregnant with Victoria. Uh, we took those at the uh, at the bridge, the Mackinac Bridge. So, like, um, if you were to look at those pictures, they're on my Facebook somewhere. There's a bridge in the background. That's the mm. Mackinac. That's the Mackinac Bridge. We took them right, uh, okay. right on the shore over there. Wow. 
Man, that's crazy. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Definitely gonna check that out. Um, uh, yeah, that saying? hotel wasn't even open when we went. So that's why I said when it was like off season when we went, no, oh. it wasn't even open. Like I couldn't even go in there and look around. That's I made a beeline straight for that motherfucker. I'm like, even if I'm not staying there, I'm about to go in. I'm like, at least go look around. But it was closed, like to the public, and they were like doing like work on it and shit. So there's a uh, off season where the hotel just isn't even open. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I mean, maybe it maybe it would normally be open, and since it was off season, and they also needed to do work on it, that's why they closed it. I, I don't, or I guess I don't know, but it was closed, and they were doing work on it, like construction work and shit like that on the outside. So, like, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe they were needed to do construction, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's do the construction and close it," because ain't nobody here anyway. Or maybe they closed it in the off season, and they also do construction. I don't know, but yeah, I couldn't even go in. I was like, wow. fuck. Man, I'm just standing a... outside looking at that bitch like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, man. Mm, mm, yeah, but I'm definitely going to. Um, that's on my list. Um, so last week, uh, we had brief. Well, not brief. We, we kind of briefly talked about the whole PGA live golf shit. And I don't, oh, wanna, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really want to talk about, more about it. I was listening to a podcast today, though, that was explaining more of it. But. What I did not know is that uh, the live golf is uh, actually a Roman numeral for 54 LIV. Okay. Yeah. And because they do 54 holes versus 72, like they're totally, Oh, they're, they're totally trying to like shorten the, the the day or the the tournament and just make it fun like you can't some... <laughs> they're the xfl of uh of golf <laughs> essentially and they have like unlimited money and shit you know what i'm saying so they like they're they letting people wear shorts they like hey, why they, why they sound hyped <laughs> like i might want to fuck with this golf <laughs> this golf league yeah, like yo they're playing 50 cent <laughs> yeah it, you know they it seems like they just want and then they do like i've been seeing on uh tv uh like espn plus some of the days i log in and like to try to watch ufc it'd be showing uh two guys on like teams like they'd be it'd be following two guys on in, on golf and it'd be like teams of two and shit when i understand it that's what that's the live golf of it they've been doing like they're just they'd be following two teams and shit like that um, <laughs> maybe ever cage matches and shit <laughs> like, yeah what the fuck though <laughs> Yeah, I might have to watch one of them things. <laughs> yeah, probably still, it's probably still boring as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, golf is not really interesting. Inter interesting to me, but yeah, I was just listening to it more, and it was just, it was just crazy how they were just talking about, and then, um, basically how the PG PGA was just, you know, trying to. They know they can't compete with the Saudis money wise, so they was trying to, you know, you know, bank on being, you know, morally conscious and, you know, all this shit, and and, and then they went to bed with them and just said, "Fuck it, we go be on the same team." <laughs> Because they can't, you can't compete when people want to leave for money. Like they, they talked about this one golfer who, over his fifteen-year career, made like sixty, seventy million, which is still a lot of fucking money. Man. And then he went to live golf, and like in the first year or two, he made like thirty-five million. <laughs> it's like, how do you compete with that shit, man? You know, like, man, I'm like, are they have any openings? Like, can I? What a nigga got to do to be a caddy, dog? Shit. <laughs> right. 
Like, wait, is it too late for me to learn? <laughs> like, like it can't be. I feel like it, it some of the can't best be, golfers though. old as fuck. Like, it can't be too late for me to learn. Can't be. Though, look, you know, if listen, I man, can I, you I imagine look, if niggas got good at golf? Oh my bro. goodness, man! It, yeah, man, there would be mass shootings every day, dog. Like, they would be so white people would be so bad. Said <laughs> mass shootings every day, man. They would be <sighs> shooting up everything if niggas got good at golf, dog. <laughs> Shit, man, I may start practicing shit. I may start trying shit. Just, just give me a shot, dog. Shit. Try to be the fucking uh what's it, uh Adam Adam Sandler uh <laughs> right out there. Happy uh, Gilmore. Happy, happy Gilmore. Gilmore fucking black happy Gilmore golf. I'll be out there fucking uh black Tims and shit, you know, like fuck it, dog. Getting but, overly hyped. Let's man. fucking go. What the fuck are all these niggas up out here? <laughs> like, okay, we, we got to get like, this guy out of here. Like, sorry, we said we said you could wear shorts, but you can't say nigga, dog. You <laughs> right. cannot say nigga. <laughs> so, but yeah. And then, I, then I hit like a blindfolded fucking hole in one. They're like, all right, you can say it. Yeah, 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 yeah my nigga. You can say it. You can say it. But live on the map, man. You can say it. Fuck it. This nigga hit a blindfolded hole in one, dog. He the goat. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> Yo, speaking of sports, um, I feel like it should, I, I feel like I want to make it my goal now to become like a, a good black golfer and like displace white people in golf. Hey, I, man, so hey. they can't play it no more. Got to find some new. Y'all niggas take late. up cricket now. Niggas got golf. <laughs> we took that too. It's never too late, dog. And like it's Chris Rock said, or Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle. Okay, I think it was Chris Rock. Once they make a heated rock, heated hockey rink, we gonna take that too. <laughs> heated hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the oxymoron, the oxymoronic of that <laughs> right. fucking statement, fucking heated. <laughs> What's the make a heated hockey ring? We gonna take that too. Yeah. Uh oh, I was like, speaking of sports. So uh the Nuggets have won, and I am I it's so funny seeing uh Jokic not giving a fuck about basketball. Man, that's been my favorite. Not. Man, his interviews have been my favorite. Like, like, have you? I know you've seen the tweet because it's been going around a lot. But there was a tweet about like this has been the funniest season of the NBA ever, mm-hmm. and then people yep. will like quote tweet that with like yep, yep. clips of moments that have happened throughout this season. And like every time I see it, it's, it's always like a, a a good moment or whatever. But like for me, man, my favorite part has been listening <laughs> listen to his interviews, dog. That dude <laughs> does not give a fuck. I care, dog. dog. <laughs> they be like, you had. Uh, 38 points, 27 rebounds, and 19 assists. That is incredible. It's the first time in NBA history that's ever happened. How do you feel? Like, I just came to work, man. I don't even like it here. I don't even like my job. <laughs> like, nigga, what? Duh, I, my dude, just say, I just want to go home and play with my horses, dog, like, and, and drink beer. Like, he does not like, give a fuck. It's, it's a job. He's like, nobody likes their job. I'm like, what are you talking you hoop for a living, dog. That's like every nigga's dream. Like nobody likes their job. If we had your job, we would like our job. Like, oh man, uh, like the way he just don't care, man. It's, like it makes it better that he's so good because it's so effortless too. Watching him play, it's not like it don't even really be looking like he be trying that hard. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't, dude. <laughs> and then did you see that quote from uh Michael Porter Jr. that says something like uh it talked about his offset. Talked about uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you play with horses and, and <laughs> yeah. drink beer and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then he said he come, he come back and try to get in shape a couple weeks before the season starts. I'm like, dog, this nigga don't give a fuck, dog. That they would have crucified Shaq 
No, not would have. They did crucify Shaq for coming into camp uh, out of shape and shit. And then Michael Porter, like, yeah, he just he just started working out like a couple weeks before camp. And then this nigga come in and just effortlessly <laughs> gets triple, like ridiculous triple doubles and shit. So you can't even say nothing. Like you just gotta be like, well, it, it works for him. So if if, he, if that's what he wants to do, fuck it. What's so crazy about his like? I'm always curious about what guys make and shit. They make so much. They make millions, so it really doesn't make much of a difference. But his his salary change is so interesting. Like he won his first three years making like 1.5 million a year, and then his fourth year he gets All NBA first and he gets 24 million, and he's yeah. been making and he's been making about a million more, two million more every year. Since then, went yeah. from he went from 1.4 to 24 million and 25, 28, 30, and 32. Like, dude just makes an insane amount of money to not did not give a fuck. <laughs> he don't even care. It's not even that he don't even care. It's like he actually doesn't even want to. Yeah. It's like, like uh, I'm just good at it and it makes me a lot of money, so I do it, but I'd rather not be doing it. <laughs> like that's like, kind of how could, he sounds. Like, I could fully see him like going home. Drinking beers with the, and with the horses and shit. I mean, like, you know what? I don't think I want to come back. Fuck it. It's just don't come back. Right, like, don't even come not. back to the United States. Like, fuck right. the house over there. Whatever. Um, uh, another strange or, you know, weird thing or strange. I should say weird. But, uh, you know, his brothers gets a lot of uh, attention and shit. Uh And one of his brothers played for UAD basketball and shit. Did you did you see that? Did we talk about that? Uh, I don't know, but I, well, I, I think we did, yeah, because, um, yeah, because in the chat we were talking about his brothers, yeah. and and I was saying, like, yeah, I heard they were some thugs or whatever, and then I looked them up, and then I saw that okay, they had know, a page about them and shit, talking yeah, about like, who his yep, brothers and all this, shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. talked about the one with one was actually pretty good at basketball, and then the one yeah. who was lesser at basketball is the one who went to U of D and, and played there, I think. But the one, uh, the one that didn't go to U of D was actually better, and I think he played. Like I think mm. they said that he played like professionally, just overseas or something. That had like you know fairly decent numbers and shit like that. Whereas my man who played at U of D, his numbers was like it was like three three points per game and like one rebound. Oh, no. He he was like he was like the Ish Smith of uh of <laughs> U of D and shit. But you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, what the, what was the chance of having a, a Detroit tie uh, tie in? But yeah, that motherfucker do not. But going back to Jokic, do not give a fuck. And it's just, it's just, it's just refreshing to see, like, you know, some guys they talk, they they're so locked in on basketball talk, and you know, and and they really love the game and shit. And that dude does not fucking care, dude. <laughs> that dude could care less. If basketball stopped today, he'd be like, who they? <laughs> they say this motherfucker. Uh, Put his trophy back in the uh in the <laughs> office or some shit, and then it got misplaced or some shit. And like and he like, probably you know, don't care. He, he probably don't, like he, uh, he does it'll not turn up. <laughs> treat it treat it like some stupid shit, like a remote. It'll turn up. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> like, it. fuck it. I'll just walk up and turn it. To, turn it right. <laughs> yeah, he just don't care, and I think it's just that, that. That's the best part about it to me, dude. Yeah, man. Like, like the the wildest shit. As soon as the buzzer sounded. 
like you see fucking Jamal Murray in the middle of the court, like crying, ecstatic. And you see Jokic blank face walking around and shaking the hands of all the Heat players. Yeah. Like it's the end of a meeting and shit. Like you just won the championship and like not even just won the championship. It was the first time your franchise has ever won it. And this nigga's acting like he just like closed the business deal and shit. Like, like walking around shaking hands like he's the president with all the Miami Heat players. I'm like, are you even happy right now? Like, does he know the game is over? Like that, that dog does not I care. Yeah, to me that was to me though. I like to it. me that was the best part about it. That he just did not fucking care. Yeah, did like that care. that that was one of my favorite parts of this season. Um, one of my other favorite parts of this season, and it's gonna feel like it was an eternity ago because it was. But I'm pretty sure this was like in one of the first five games of the season or so. But whatever that moment was when Beef Stew went after LeBron. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was that was the season, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like one of the first games, dog, because that was before K got hurt. <coughs> I think so. Anyway, that was like one of the first games of the season. Like no, super that was super early. early. I, I believe you're right. I think it was before you got hurt. Yeah, that uh, that's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> and then um, uh, obviously uh, we didn't get to see it, but uh, just hearing about Draymond punching Jordan Poole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did yeah. see it. They had video of that shit. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we did see it. That's right. Yeah, yeah that was, was a, wasn't great video, but yeah, we well, did see I, it. Well, I, I think it was. I don't know. I shouldn't say better because it was still fucked up when, uh, uh when Draymond uh basically jumped on my man chest, Sabonis. Oh, yeah. fuck <laughs> man. Like, how did you yeah. jump on a whole man chest? But yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting uh interesting season. But now it's just ain't season's over. I'm running out of shows now. I'll probably jump into start watching Black Mirror now, so I can have a show to watch. There you uh, go. So I, so Twitter is so different than what it what used to be, you know, years ago. Um, and one of the things that really bothers me, and it shouldn't bother me because that shit it shouldn't even affect me. But like, I always see these like. Like these attention tweets, like a like people tweet shit for like interaction, but they really don't give a fuck about it. I think they just want the notifications and shit. Like, <laughs> like lately, the the one tweet I've been seeing going around is like, name the biggest plot twist in a movie that you didn't see or some shit. I've seen like in a movie you did iteration. I'm sorry, of you. I'm sorry, it's of you did see. My bad. Name oh, okay. the biggest. <laughs> the biggest. It was something. About, it basically the. It, uh, uh, basically just name the biggest plot twist but it's always some kind of different I- iteration of the tweet yeah. like you know name the biggest plot twist that you didn't see coming that you did see whatever the fuck right, and so I right. I've been seeing that a lot lately and shit I'm just like what the fuck because it's saying, I don't think they really give a fuck they just want interaction and shit yeah and then uh, which I don't know why that bothers me it just it just I just hate seeing the same thing on my timeline all over and over again from people I don't even fucking follow and shit because you know it just gets retweeted um, and so I've always seen that, and I always wonder. It was always a term for that, and I've been like, it got to be a term for what these people are doing, other than just annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> um, so I finally found what it's called, uh, okay. at least what in general it's called engagement farming. Huh? Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Sounds about right. So one, uh, I, I found this tweet from like last year, or some or early this year. Um, the word of the day on Twitter is a game of farming. For those who don't know, it's when someone posts obnoxious, generic things to get replies or likes and shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, 
And then it's one. <laughs> the guy says, you know, he said the key. And I wish he could have said just a key to engagement farming on the Internet is to be wrong about one or mostly. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The key to engagement farming on the Internet is to be wrong about one mostly insignificant <laughs> part of your post and basically to get someone to just correct mm-hmm. your shit which gets interaction like he did a picture and it says and it's it's a guy sitting at the computer and i guess his partner is saying are you coming to bed and he's like i can't it's important someone is being wrong on the internet <laughs> yep <laughs> but oh, i know that, that one but that seems like a thing now though you know and it's just like i just i don't know why that shit annoys me because this was one i blocked this chick this is one chick i think she asked all these random ass fucking questions and in her bio it says just answer the damn question and then it's this one hip-hop dude i guess he asks he posts a picture and then he asks what it what's the what's the first verse that comes to mind and he always has a red question mark at the end and <laughs> i see it all the fucking time and again i'm trying not to be angry in life i'm trying to change my life i think i'm gonna change my, my name too i don't want to be the angry detroiter i'm gonna be something um Maybe less angry Detroiter. <laughs> a, short, a shorter name. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. The, the engagement thing is just really weird. Cause I just don't think these people give a fuck. They're just doing it just for likes and shit. Yeah, it's like, it's, a, it's, it's the same thing as when people put unpopular opinion. It's a, that, that it, that's fits. an engagement. That totally fits. That's an engagement farm. Cause like, either, no matter how you do it, it works. Like, you put unpopular opinion and you actually put something that's an unpopular opinion, everyone's going to come in to tell you you're wrong and you're stupid, but your tweet will have a bazillion retweets and all this kind of shit. And, but most, what people mostly do is they'll put, they'll say unpopular opinion and then put something that is a popular opinion just so that a whole bunch of people will then agree with them and build them so they can feel good about themselves. They'll have a whole bunch of people co-signing their opinion. Oh, no, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Well, I guess it's not unpopular opinion then, is, then, is it? <laughs> but that's what they like to do. Yeah, this is one is, is similar to the unpopular opinion, but it's basically what opinion would get you in this situation. It's a picture of some cartoon where a guy had all these knives pointed at him. I don't know what fucking animated show that is, but it's a oh, white it's guy. The, um, it's the it's uh it's from uh I think Tangled, um, um yeah the Disney movie yeah I I know what you're talking about. My my kids watch that movie all the time. Oh, uh, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I, I think it's Tangled. I th- I think I haven't actually seen the movie, but I I'm pretty sure that's the character in that me. I know which meme you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure that character is from that movie. Super sidebar, since you have kids. I have do. you have, how, well, let me see if you get the age of your kid. Okay, maybe. Have they watched this show on it's on Netflix, but it's it's uh, it's a girl named Nene or Ye- what the fuck? She's a rapper though. Or a singer, is it? Uh black uh, chick. It's a black show. I don't think so. Okay, never mind. You mean something Mike is it for kids? Like something my kid like my younger kids would have watched, or something like Michael would have watched. That's what I'm thinking. Michael probably I, I think is is he I don't know if it was out when he was younger. I couldn't see him watching this now. Oh, okay. Um oh Lele. That's what it's called. Lele. I don't even know what that, that is. Girl, that girl Lele. No, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. I, I don't think uh um, it just had it just started in 2021, so I don't think your I don't think your son would have watched it, and I think your your oldest youngest child is too young. I don't think she would give a hell. 
But okay. Yeah. My, my fucking nephew loves this shit, dog. And every time he fucking comes over, it's fucking playing all the goddamn time. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> um, we do have a couple of emails from Baylor. Indeed. Um, I am trying to find them. I shouldn't say find them. I know where they're at. All right, let me see what the title of this one is. So I have to look at these fucking numbers instead of. I wish he would name the damn files, but I'm not gonna, not gonna trip about that. Um, you know, he'd be saying sometimes he'd be saying he'd be driving too. So, okay, so falling with Dave. Let's see. Ooh, is it gonna be about my show? Jeopardy. Hold on. Can you hear uh, that? Yeah, um, Jeopardy no, is filmed in Culver City, and uh, I think it's at Paramount Studios. I pass by there every other day. Writer's strike is going on, still popping outside. I honk my horn. I give them at least three honks to let them know that I'm in support. The third honk is like, hurry up and get this shit together because I got some shows <laughs> that I need to watch. Um, <laughs> do y'all watch Little Diggy? I feel like I asked y'all that around season one, but it's just a good show. It's just funny for no fucking reason. It's like, and just watch it high. That's all I got to say. Like, I'm not trying to, there's not too many think pieces when it comes to <laughs> the little Dicky show. You can go there if you want to, but I don't really care. I just watch it for the sarcasm and the jokes and the funny shit and things like that. But Mike, I don't even know why I'm asking this fucking question. And I didn't even look through, I haven't looked through your catalog. <laughs> Clearly. Lately, like the latest <laughs> ones. But have you done in a, I, I feel so ridiculous asking this question. Because I feel like you watched everything yesterday. Uh, the movie Fall, right? What? Movie um, what? Fall? I recently watched it because my barber recommended it. And it's more of a suspense thriller type of flick about these, you know, two white chicks that climb this fucking, I don't even know what it's called. It's long pole, palm. Um, and, you know, that's what they do. They, they, you know, how, you know, certain white people like to risk their lives doing some shit. But there's some drama with inside the storyline uh, that made it a little bit better. I just want to hear your review because I've seen it already. I told you most of your reviews, Mike, I'm here to support you, bro, without nothing. I don't want nothing from you until you make it and I might ask you for something. But I, <laughs> I want to support you on getting to that point where these uh, networks are hitting you up for your uh, reviews. I just want to be right there. I ain't going to even say <laughs> nothing. I'm not going to mess none of the deals up. I just want to be there, present. I can be a bodyguard, and it's I can make my own merch. It says bodyguard on it, but they have no bodyguard. It slides, fam. Um, <laughs> no, I watched this movie. It's close to like two hours, and I said in the beginning, I knew the premise of the movie, but I judged it in the beginning. I was like, "How the fuck are we gonna sit up there and watch these motherfuckers in the same?" But y'all just finished talking about a movie where there was only two places that these people went to in the movie. So I'm like. <laughs> Well, this is kind of similar, but it was it was a point in that movie where I felt like I would have given up. Maybe a few or whatever. 
So I got to get a little white girl that. Again, I'm not going to spoil it. I just want to get your review on it. And I want to say, I'm not watching the rest of your shit until I actually watch the shit that you review. Because you're not about... To... <laughs> you're, at this point, you're so good that you're not even spoiling it. You're basically painting the movie for him. Mocha, shut up. I'm trying to talk to uh, one of those. Okay? So, um, yeah. I've seen that movie. So if you haven't watched that, go watch. Because I know you're going to watch that shit. By the time I finish this, you're probably already done watching it. <laughs> if you have watched it, I apologize for just this whole rant. And I'll go watch the review right now. So I don't know That's what it, movie man. he said. Y'all like y'all coach? I like y'all coach, too. I think it's phenomenal. The Pistons should be... Basketball is better when the Pistons are playing good, too. That's right. Okay? There. I said it. That's right. Oh, my God. As a Lakers fan, they're going to love this shit. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So the movie is called Fall. F-A-L-L. Okay, I have not seen that. I don't know what I don't. I don't even know what that is. Not. I. I just fall? looked it up as he was. Yeah, just fall. Okay. And they they like the on IMDb it says best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a two thousand foot radio tower. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm looking at the poster. Like, what the fuck? Is this a movie or a documentary? It's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I may check it out just for the sake, just because he he requested it. Well, he didn't request me to watch it, but uh, I may check it out nonetheless. Yeah, uh, check it out. What's the man who played Negan on The Walking Dead in it? Okay, so this next question in this title, have you ever? Oh, real, no, real, real, real quick. Oh. Uh, we can't we can't skate over him asking me about Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. I told you. <laughs> like I consider myself to be. At the forefront of the fa- of of the banging of the drum that this show should be watched by everybody, <laughs> like, I've covered all three seasons. Well, no, I don't know if I covered season one on my channel, but um, yeah, I covered season two and season three, and yeah, uh, yeah, yes, I watch it, <laughs> and yes, I think it is a great show. Uh, season two was my what did, I think I put it number two or number three it was really high. whatever year season two came out it was very high on my top shows for that year like it was top three i think um and whatever year that came out uh this season season three is it it won't be top three but it'll be in it'll be in the top 10 probably um and i like it for all the reasons that he said it is great in all those ways that he said but i think it's a great show because of what it does beyond that like he says you don't have to like really think too much about it or it doesn't really have but it it does have that like it has like some really good um uh character beats that it it, it hits throughout each season and like the way these characters evolve with one another and and just seeing how toxic dave is with his friends and like there's a whole lot of like really good character work that's done on that show and it's super and then a lot of really creative stuff like it, it really pushes the envelope as far as creativity goes and with unique concepts and all, all kinds of cool shit. So like it, it's that on top of the fact that it's also really funny. It's it's unique in the in its style of humor. Like it's, it's man, it's such a good show. Dog. It's one of, it's one of my favorite shows, one of my absolute favorite shows. So, yes, I've seen it and I like it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, that's that's one show that's been on my list that I really want to watch, and I feel like just a break from all of the serious shows I have that that would probably be a good a placement. And since I'm actually reaching for shows, um, that'd be one I'll add to my list as well. So adding Black Mirror, adding well, his show is called Lil Dicky, or no, he Dickie? called he said his the the rapper's name Lil Dicky, but it's the show is called Dave. Dave, <laughs> I don't know why I was totally off. No, well, that's what that's what Baylor said. Baylor said Lil Dicky. Oh, okay. But okay. he was just saying okay. the rapper's name, but the show is called Dave. Okay. But yeah, it's uh the season two finale was absolutely incredible. Like I, I like the season two finale, I I I like was like standing ovation for season two finale. And then like I went on there and just I went on my I went on my channel, heaped praise on the season two finale. And the, my video for the season two finale is is it's either my singular most played video or it's the second most played. One of the two. My video for the season two finale. So, yes, big fan. <laughs> big fan of that show. Yeah, I'm at. And what's what's the premise of, uh, of Dave? It's just it's kind of like a. So you, you're familiar with Lil Dicky, right? The rapper, yep. as you know, as a rapper, right? So it's kind of like a, a biographical kind of story of him, but just comedic. Um, so like season one was him trying to work on becoming famous. Uh, he's you know a struggling rapper or nobody and he's trying to get on um, that's kind of like the season one arc for him um, season two he's uh, starting to kind of like not necessarily be famous but he's he's you know got a record deal he's making legit music uh, he's developing these relationships with his friends and they're ev evolving as he's becoming more successful with his music um, and then season three he's been uh, he's now fully famous and he's on tour and he's uh looking for love is the theme of the season he's trying to uh find a woman to to settle down with so that's like i said it's, it's pretty much a biographical kind of show but just really funny and a whole lot of uh it's it's very creative like it, yeah it, it's 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 got some really weird shit in it sometimes okay but cool weird shit Right. Then it always has ridiculous, like the guest stars on the show are, it's it, it's interesting to watch the evolution of the guest stars. So like season one had like a whole lot of rappers in it and mostly like, not like, I don't want to like diminish them by saying like, they're like, you know, not big names, but because they were big names, like I recognize all the people, but not like, you know, like Jay-Z or something like that. But it was like, like Lil Yachty, you know, people like that. And this is like season two. Like the caliber of guests got a little bit better. And then the season three finale had Brad Pitt in it and Drake. <laughs> like, <laughs> how the fuck did he get Brad? And it wasn't it, it wasn't even a cameo. Like, oh shit, it's Brad Pitt. He was in the entire fucking episode. Like Brad Pitt, however long they needed to make that episode, they had Brad Pitt for the whole fucking thing. And they also had Rachel McAdams in both the last two. So I'm like, he's really like now he's like. It's, it's been interesting to watch, like as his fame increases on the show, the guest stars in, uh, increase in magnitude in like real life. It's like, yeah, you had Lil Yachty in season one. Now you got Brad Pitt, nigga, and Drake right, you're, you're, in the same episode. Mo definitely moving up. Definitely moving up from the uh, Lil Yachty to to fucking Brad Pitt. Like, yeah. Um. Oh, let me get to this. Uh. Second. Yeah. So um, this is in the second one. Let's see. Hey, I'm sorry. It's me again. I hope y'all don't play this voicemail before y'all play the other one because sorry. this one would be whatever. Sorry. I'm back. 
Um, have you ever really sit back and thought about like the people that y'all met in y'all life, the time periods and things like that, and be like, but I'm talking about people that you didn't grow up with, childhood friends or co-workers that you've been knowing from previous uh jobs and 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 um uh, and, and things like that. I'm talking about maybe podcasters and new uh co-workers, um just this journey that y'all been on in life. And you're like, damn, I've been knowing like Otis or I've been knowing Mike for such and such years. And like people that you ain't never met in person. Like that shit just blows my mind that I that I be talking to niggas from Detroit and and I ain't never met y'all niggas. But it's like y'all cool. Like it, it seems like I can trust y'all. I hope <laughs> that I can trust y'all. I don't know. Otis got a little serial killer in him. <laughs> my bad, my alarm went off. He seemed like he got a little serial killer in him, right? <laughs> no, I'm not judging you, all right? Mike is a serial killer, too. But they're, like, different type of serial killers, though. Like, did y'all know y'all kind of like the yin and yang, even though y'all do agree with a lot of shit? That's a serial killer type of trace that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Mike will come off as a very, um, like, don't really talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't really talk to me type of person. But it's going to give you a lot of information about some shit. And it's nice, but he don't want to be around you, right? <laughs> Otis gives me, you cool, you can come over, cigar, with like Stevie Wonder in the background. <laughs> and he seemed like he knows how to get rid of a gun. Right? <laughs> Just, I don't know why I think that way. I don't know if it's accurate. Is it accurate? I feel like it's accurate. I might be judging, but it's not personal. It's just how I view y'all. So if I've never called Mike, it's because I heard Mike say on the podcast, I don't like talking to people. Why the fuck would I call him? You know Smart what I mean? Man. I've been wanting to get this fucking airplane story about Otis for at least 16 years. <laughs> right? I've been busy. But every so often, I keep thinking about this nigga in that airplane going around and around in the circle. It just it, it won't leave my life. <laughs> it do keep coming back up. Though. It does. It does. Oh, I thought it was over with the Mexican. <laughs> I didn't put that title. <laughs> I'll explain this when he's done. I was feeling I know who did, but I didn't do that. Shout out to Chalky. Chalky is the only guy that I made merch for and delivered to his house when he wasn't there. <laughs> like, okay. do we understand how crazy that shit is in today's world? I just be thinking about shit like that. The other night I was so high. Like he is when he recorded this. I should tell that story. All right. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, yeah, he was definitely high when he made that. Yeah, that, that was a high ass motherfucking voicemail. <laughs> Fortunately for him, I'm high too, and I found that very entertaining. But um, yeah, I am like sober as fuck, so it was it was still super funny to me. Um, but to answer, yeah, so I think, well, first, I think our friendship podcast is an example of meeting people late in life. Um, because we were what mid twenties, I think, probably. Yeah. 
so it was happening when around when the drinkathon was still happening. So yeah. that was but we had to be between two thousand five and two thousand ten or something like that. I would say it was probably I feel like when I first met you, it was when I was I was in town for Thanksgiving. It was when I was but it was when I was living in California. And I was home for Thanksgiving. So years was and that. I came to the drinkathon with Chris. I lived in California from 2008 to 2010. Okay, so yeah, so so it would have been, and and it, so and then also I joined Twitter in 2008. I didn't know you when I joined Twitter. Correct. Correct. And then I I joined Twitter while I was living in California, so sometime between 2008 and 2010. Yeah, so around then. So yeah, that would be an example of that. Um, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of people from Twitter probably fits the example. Um, I still have people I haven't met um, that I talk to or tweet, you know, or if not tweet, you know, we, we're still good. Like, um, I think I mentioned before when I first got on Twitter, it was because I was, I was on Blogger. And it was somehow I ended up being finding this group of black bloggers and we all kind of went to Twitter at the same time around like 2007, 2006, 2007. Um, like he, uh, like Baylor interacts with, uh, with, uh, 12 Kyle or as he say 12 Kyle. Um, <laughs> oh, so in my, in my head, I see Kyle C O W like a cow. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Twelve uh, Kyle. Yeah. So I met him he was one of the first people I was like following on Twitter, but I had been kind of chatting. I'm sitting here chatting, just commenting on, on, on blog posts and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, been kind of, so I, I've been knowing like 12 Kyle since 2007, but I've never met him. Um, I've been to Atlanta a few times, but you know, just never thought it just was, you know, just so much other shit going. Um, and so, but yeah, uh, tons of people, you know, um, fortunate enough to meet, you know, I'm saying a, a, a small amount, you know, I guess most of, as recent, you know, uh, meeting, um, uh, Delvin with that last year or two years ago, I think Yeah, I down and down in, um, Florida. I know you should, you met Baylor. Yeah, that's why I laughed when he was like, I ain't even met y'all. Yeah, I'm like, just like, no. Not. Right, he definitely. I'm like, like, how you explain the selfie we have together? Right, right. I think it, I'm like, nigga, roll your car, dog. Like, how you... <laughs> so, yeah. And so, yeah. But for me, yeah, yeah. And I and I think, too, I think meeting folks from, like, the cigar uh, world, that happened, you know, around, like, 14, you know, meeting tone. Um, and then the number of people, you know, met through cigars has been crazy, so... Um, homeboy uh, Dante in in Delaware met him. Um, right when the pandemic hit, and hell, I've uh, been out of town with him a few times. Hell, went to Aruba for his uh, fifth fifth he wedding flew, anniversary. You out? Shit. Yeah, I got flued out. Well, he didn't fly me. He just, they, they they just uh, they covered. I'm like, you said, board. yeah, real fast. Like, no, yeah. But- no, I, mean, I was like, yeah, no, we 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 flew we flew ourselves out, but they covered okay. room and board and shit. So yeah, so yeah, to, to that point, yes, definitely have tons of those relationships that wasn't like childhood or I fuck with a lot of coworkers though. Um, Same. Yeah, I just I just don't, and I I think 
going forward, whenever I'm back working, I won't. I'm I just, you know, I'm I'm good on the coworkers. Yeah, it's it's weird how people like gain friends. Like my wife, for instance, like she her best friends are mainly her family. Like she or her family is who she spends her mo- most of her time with. But mm. like her friends that are not family are all people from work. Like I, like there's no like I don't think she has anybody that she's cool with that is not family or person from work. Like nothing in between. And I'm the exact opposite. Like, I don't know, like nobody, hardly nobody from work have I stayed cool with. And like I, literally on one hand, I could count the number of people I've worked with that I've stayed cool with after I've stopped working with them. And then, but like my friend group is, it's so weird. Just like you were talking about, like all these different avenues of how I've met people as I've gotten older. And then ironically, me being somebody who doesn't like people is somehow makes friends effortlessly. <laughs> like I don't even be trying. I'm like, why well, I got right. so many friends? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think about that all the time, man. Like I think about like how we like kind of like evolve through life and how we live like in like phases almost like, you have like your phase when you're like a kid. Then you have like your phase as like a young, young adult, like, you know, college age where maybe like you're partying a lot. You go into the club, all that kind of shit. Uh, then you have maybe like your phase when you're like your 30s and you get professional, you get a job. Now you're going to maybe like happy hours and shit like that. And I, that's how I look at like life now, kind of like in these phases. And I'm just like now, like what in this this next decade, these 40s, what what is when I'm 50, what am I going to look back as like, okay, this is how I'm, I would label my forties. And with that thought in mind, I am now trying to create that, you know, like create something that I'm going to look back and be like, that's what it was. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create it for myself rather than just living through it. So like, I want to, I want to create a, a, a phase in my life, an upcoming phase. That's like, I, I want to do it for all, the, all the rest of my life. I want to, I want to kind of like make it so like my forties is going to be the phase of like the YouTube channel. And then like that shit taking off and like, and like the results of that. And, and that, that's going to be like the forties. And then I'm going to, the fifties is going to be like, you know, maybe I'm going to like travel and a lot or something like that. You know, my kids are going to be older and I can travel and do, you know, something like that. I'm going to like, kind of like set these phases up ahead of time. And yeah. So like, I, I totally, I totally feel them on that kind of shit. I think about that kind of stuff all the time. Cause it's amazing to me. Like, like when you, like when you were talking about like people meeting people through the podcast, meeting people through the cigars, like I still to this day love telling people how we ended up at uh, Terry's son's wedding. Like that's ridiculous, oh, dog. Like yeah, I have, we had yeah. no business being at that man's wedding, dog. No, no, no. <laughs> like, not like at all. just, I mean, like it in in like life circumstances. Like there's no way, but like, like that's just crazy to end up connected with somebody through cigars to that degree. You know, to where that ends up happening and like like those kinds of things. And and, and like I said, like meet like like meeting Baylor in, in California or, um, you know, I've met uh, Axel, who I podcasted with. I met him in real life. Um, uh, Chaffee was saying he might end up coming here uh, in October uh, for the uh, when the Raiders play here. So, oh, OK. Yeah, that could be cool. But. Yeah, man, like it's it's crazy to look back on on all these different phases in life and all the different people you meet and 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 how they move in and out of your life and like how the people that I interact with the most right now are just like like just just different groups of people. Like I have like my my one friend group, I have different friend groups and and 
different chats and and here's the cigar group of friends and here's the podcast group of friends and it's like i don't know man it's it's crazy and i, I but i find it super interesting and so yeah i like to i like to look back on that and think about it and just be appreciative of just like how crazy that is and i, I like not living a bland ass life <clears throat> like i like being able to to uh, like i look at life right now is as moments and like experiences like that's all I want my shit to be now. It's just kind of like just moments and experiences and like appreciating shit and valuing shit. And yeah, man. So I'm gonna stop rambling. No, no, no. I, I'm just gonna add to it. Um oh fuck, I lost track because I started reading something on a reading article. God damn it. <laughs> um well yeah, just just second and everything you're saying. Um oh just I think my my, my wife's friend circle is almost opposite of your wife's well similar like she has friends from her childhood that she's cool with still and then for the most part here in michigan is co-workers that she's really really cool with um for me though it's like no fucking co-workers like that should have never happened again um but yeah and then being that most of her family is you know out of state like like I say, one of her cousins that came here, uh, that she grew up with and she was really cool with. Um, but yeah, I and you know, I some and I think what's cool too is if it works out, of course, is having certain friend circles overlap. You know, mm-hmm. so I've you know, definitely have had that, you know, uh, so that's been kind of kind of cool. Um and so, but yeah, I I I, I think it's very in- interesting as well in a good way to to have that the dynamic of you know so many different friend circles from different parts of your life like you know when i when i met uh dan that was from just hanging out at the fucking bar like i knew him from being at fucking starters that was it you know that's crazy um you know met tony straight from just cigars on the fucking cigar group from what was that cigar club lounge uh which i got blocked from and i still don't understand why but whatever it still kind of bothers me every time i think about that um and then you know of course with twitter you know uh meeting so many many people um like i don't i don't i can't think of another social media outlet that i met so many people from from twitter like i mean i don't think i met i remember talking with a couple of chicks from from uh uh MySpace years ago, but it never oh, went anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um I, I dude, I remember talking to this chick on <laughs> this is a super throwback. Uh the Yahoo chat groups. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those. It was a Yahoo chat group, African American 18 to 24 group. <laughs> and I remember talking. I don't even remember this chick name. I just remember us chatting, ch- chatting all the fucking time, and then it just, just faded away or some shit. But I remember a few people from that. But I don't. I can't say you know any any other media platform that I've met. The most has definitely been been Twitter. Um, do, do you yeah. see yourself being on Twitter for like the entirety of however Twitter is around? Say like ten years later, still on Twitter. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I feel like it's always gonna have its use, but then I also know that I can I can get off of like something can stop being interesting to me kind of quick and out of nowhere. So like maybe I'll I'll get to a point where I'm just like I don't care anymore. So like that could happen, but like 
unless if unless that happens, I probably yeah, I probably would because I'm like I don't I don't have all these problems with Twitter and social media that other people have. I don't know why, but because I don't understand it. But I don't you, whatever. What do you mean? What issues? You know how people always talk about how social media is a bad thing and how it's terrible and everybody hates it. They're like, oh, everybody's so negative on Twitter, which is true. But like, like every, people always shit on social media and just like how it's a bad thing for society and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, I don't have these problems. Like, I, social media is nothing but fun for me. Like, yeah, every now and then, yeah, they're assholes or whatever. But that's just life. Like, I think Twitter, tw- people say Twitter isn't real life, and I say that it is. I think it's a pretty accurate reflection of real life. It's a whole bunch of assholes who hide behind their avatars like cowards. People are cowards in real life. <laughs> like, they hide behind other things. They hide behind a- avatars on Twitter. It's like people are people troll you because they're cowards and they're scared and they don't feel good about themselves. I'm like, this is, this is a reflection of real life. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, unless my experience becomes negative, I don't see any reason why I would. And my experience has not become negative. The worst thing that's happened with Twitter uh, has been since Elon took over, I get a whole lot more spam DMs now for some reason. I don't know why. But it's crazy. I don't get spam. I do get a lot of spam follows though, but I don't get I don't get the DMs. Though. Well, you don't well, you have to well, I don't know how your app works, but um in the Twitter for iPhone app. You kind of have to. It's not easy to see them because they block. They they put them into a different section. So like you have to kind of like almost notice it. It'll say something like message requests or something like that, and uh... then you click on that, and then it even has like a warning screen almost like these might be spam. Are you sure you want to look at them? And then you hit that, and then it shows you like however many DMs, and I just swipe them away. But like, like it's a minor it's a minor inconvenience and that's the worst thing that's happened is the minor inconvenience of swiping away spam dms which i don't have to do because they don't even show as notifications like if i got if i had no regular dms and i had five spam dms i wouldn't have a five notification it would i wouldn't have any so like it's something that i do that i don't even have to do to get rid of a notification and that's the worst thing that's happened yeah i'm not going anywhere <laughs> like so it's funny you say that i just checked i went to my dm settings and i have the i have the notific the the setting off but it says allow message requests from everyone and it's off so maybe that's why i don't oh that's it. why then yeah that's probably on for me then yeah i almost want to turn it on to see what comes but i don't need I don't nothing need no it's spam shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, they hide it off anyway. So I like I have to look for it. It doesn't show up in my Twitter experience. I have to go like, oh, let me see what's in the message request thing here now that it's here. Because if there's none there, it's not there at all. So then when the message request thing is visible, then I'm like, okay, there's some spam things in there. And I can either ignore it or I can click on it, delete them real quick, and move on. So yeah. Yeah, never, never, uh, never had that one. But uh <clears throat> yeah, man. Oh, so but, my- uh, there was some, oh go ahead oh I, before we are you changing topics no oh well go ahead then I'll, I'll i'll come back after oh okay so um ah fuck now, now i lost the thought there was something you said that uh i wanted to tie into something what were we just talking about before you asked about twitter oh fuck don't give me the line uh, uh i guess we're talking about the the, the friendships from different platforms uh oh yes 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 that's what it was so um when we were talking about friends from work and shit like that i know what what it took me a while to understand this and i think it it took it took until i worked at my current job to understand this that i don't know if this is most people but there are a large group of people who work for them 
serves also as socializing. Like for like if you're an extrovert, like that's how you get your extrovert fix. You go into work and you get to see a bunch of people and you get to see your friends from work who you hang out with and who you like and who you have drinks with after work. And you have people you could talk to. And all, all, like they look at it as that, too. I only look at work as work because I have my friends who I already know, who I'm already cool with outside of work. So I don't even seek that when I'm at work. And I th- it took me a while mm. to understand that a lot of other people do seek that social interaction and like like for me like i'm one of those people who i've had the same group of friends for 30 years like i don't 25 30 years whatever like i i don't i'm not out hunting for friends so like i'm good so like when i go to work i'm just trying to get in that bitch and leave like that's it so i think that's kind of where the uh what the where the disconnect where the disconnect is for me from uh as far as like how friends are acquired and it it, it took me a while to realize that because it it was confusing to me how it seemed like everyone needed to like collaborate for lunch. Like that, that's what I kind of realized. I'm like, Oh wait, people are here to do this. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm just here to get work done. Like they're here to actually like socialize and shit. Cause like they would go and be like, Hey, so what are you getting for lunch today? Oh, I was thinking about going to the, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? We could go to so-and-so. I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> who said we had to go to wait, wait, I'm not, this is not a group activity. I'm gonna get the food that I want. I'm gonna eat it in private. I'm gonna come back. Like I'm not, I'm not making lunch a group time, a group activity. Like what are we doing here? So yeah, th- like that's why I think that's different. I-, I just don't see work for that, and I think a whole lot of people possibly do. I don't know how many, but like I feel like a lot of people do, and that yeah, it took me a while to understand that. Yeah, I I mean especially after my last go with my uh last employer and you know being let go and and not being able to like actually talk to people before I left and then not hearing nothing from any of these people that I talked to on the daily that I shared text messages to like man mm-hmm. I am so not fucking with work people anymore like fucking that's the same yep that's the same stance I'm on I don't talk I don't fuck with nobody at work now if I don't have to fuck because like that. I said that's they are at least at my present job you your quote-unquote friends at work they are only your friends as long as you can serve a purpose for them like and even if that purpose is just being their social fix like whatever but like once you are not there for them anymore whether that's being on their team or being at that job or whatever that yeah that you're you're not needed anymore and yeah that that's the exact reason why i don't bother making friends at work i'm like if i change teams or if i get a new job i'm never gonna hear from you again you act like you never even fucking met me before if i change mm-hmm. teams and i pass you in the fucking hallway it's not gonna be like oh that's my nigga like no it's gonna be like yeah well, not <laughs> like or maybe <laughs> we barely know each other now like it's weird now and i don't understand that like that's happened to me so many times where like i've moved teams within my job and i'll see people from my old teams and it's like weird i'm like why like why are you acting like we wasn't cool before like we used to be cool you don't have to be weird now but yeah that's yeah. What I'm like. all right well i see how y'all i see how what i see how you people view friendship that's not how i view it i view it a lot more seriously than that so um that's why I don't call I don't call a lot of people friends because like I said I, I well I I do have a lot of people that I call friends but like I'm not frivolous with the term because uh, I take that term seriously 
And yeah. I think people like work friends, they don't they don't take it seriously. So I'm like, yep, no, nah, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna play pretend friend with you. Like I no, I'm nah. gonna, I got way and, too many real ones to play pretend with your dumb ass. Nope. Right, right. And and for me, it's just it sucks because you know, I, I have more of an extrovert uh um uh, I guess way of uh moving when i'm when i when i you know with coworkers and stuff so it's easy i'm easy to talk to you know uh pretty friendly but it's like you know after this last go around i was just like man fuck fuck people at work dude like <laughs> i just i have i i do not want to be friends with people at work any fucking more um and i and i and i used the friend loosely of course because it was yeah. just you know uh a decent rapport i guess or whatever but yeah, yeah definitely not doing that but i did want to comment going back a little bit um about you had mentioned about people having like shitty experiences on with social media where where whether it's twitter or facebook and the thing that i always kind of went back to is like you as a user you you curate your timeline to what you fucking want like mm -hmm. if you're mad because of twitter is not what you you could mute, you could block, you could do all the things you want to do to make your experience what you wanted. If you don't do that shit, that's just on you. I remember a chick talking about how she couldn't post on Facebook or something because she had an uncle follower. I was like, oh, friend, I'm like, if you don't fucking unfriend that motherfucker, like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, that's your page. Like, yeah, that don't mean you, you out of the family, but you, or at the very least, I remember having people from um, the church I went to when I grew up, that was Facebook friends with, and I didn't want them to see shit that I, you know, was posting. So I actually put them on a list, but then I, at some point after, so I was just like, I'll just delete them. And I didn't delete them because it wasn't important, but I was just like, if I felt it felt the need to, I would just fucking delete the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm too fucking old to be not being able to say what the fuck I want. And now I don't even mm -hmm. post on Facebook as much. I don't even, I, I mean, I, I browsed more through it. If I didn't have to have Facebook to, to stay as an admin for the DCC, I wouldn't even probably have Facebook. You know, <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel that strongly about it anymore. And and I don't knock anybody who does because it's a good platform if you make it the way you want to. I just don't feel the need to share shit with a lot of people anymore. You know, so that's just my my take on it. But it's what I my Facebook experience is exactly how I want it. My Twitter experience is exactly how I want it, you know, and I don't, you know, have other, I mean, I'm, I'm merely on TikTok just to read shit. Like I don't, I posted one picture. I, I'm sorry. I posted one video on TikTok and that was, when I was landing in Aruba and that's it. Other than that, I just watch funny shit on there, you know, but a lot of people, you know, use it a lot more and shit, use it to the, the abilities that the abilities that you can and block out the shit you don't want to see and shit. You know, I, that's the shit I don't get, you know, curated to you, to, to what you want to see and don't let your uncle, uncle fester keep you from posting shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think it's people's people have a conflict <clears throat> with the desire to accumulate friends, likes, retweet, whatever Th that social gratification. I think there's a conflict there with, I don't like this individual on my timeline or whatever, because then that means like, Oh, now I have 
if I've removed that person, now I have less followers or I have fewer followers, whatever. I think I don't and I don't think people consciously think that, but I think that's where the hesitation comes from. It's a subconscious thing, but I think it's just like that's not what you, you don't get into social media to decrease your followers. So I think there's like a natural kind of like resistance to that, especially when you're new to social media. But like us and when I say us, I mean like our generation, like people around our age who were um, who have been on social media for the entirety of its existence and now we're used to it and shit and we're older and now we, our priorities are different. We just like, yo, this nigga irritate me. I don't need to have him around. Bye. <laughs> it's like, we don't care because we're not out here to like accumulate followers. Like we just on here now. Like, yeah, I was trying to accumulate followers before. Now I don't give a shit. Yeah. And my followers I, oh, haven't absolutely. gone up at all anyway. So like, why would I? But, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I, like I now totally I'm just on good. that bitch. I'm not trying to gain followers. And if you a nigga that's trying to gain followers, you might not want to kick that person. Out I remember a dude that we both followed at some point in time. You may still do. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember him. I thought he was joking. He said, but I felt like he was, but his goal was to keep, his follow list less than what who he followed, and I was just <laughs> oh, right. like, and I, was I mean, just I like, don't know who you're talking about, but yeah, I I I know that that uh, and I was just like, and 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 we don't even follow, for whatever reason. I think he had his Twitter page was uh gone, and he had a new Twitter page, and I see his Twitter page. But I don't like, you know, we we we've outgrown each other. <laughs> like I don't need to follow him. He doesn't need to follow me, but it's all good. It ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I and I figured that person at this stage in life don't give a fuck about that. They, you know, wife and kid and kids and shit like that. You know, people evolve, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't got to be interact with people you've interacted with years ago just for the sake because you're on the app. You know, yeah. motherfuckers is old and adults and got mortgages and and <laughs> and kids and, you know, all kind of shit going yeah, man, your priorities just change. Like before you might care about what so-and-so on Twitter, you know, oh, if I'm following them, it might hurt their feelings or whatever. Or, or you, you know, you might care about that kind of shit. And right now, like my primary focus is is it sounds selfish, but it's not. But like it's it's my own happiness and not even my own when I say my own happiness, I mean like mental well-being in the sense of like I'm just trying to not be angry all the time no more. So like whatever right. I can do to like not be angry all the time because there's so much <laughs> there's so much anger stimulation everywhere for me. <laughs> so like like I'm just trying to like decrease the the anger stimulants that the, like the things that pop up that I'm trying to decrease all the ones that I have control over and annoying nigga on Twitter. That's what I got control over. So <laughs> I don't care about that anymore. I'm not trying to accumulate followers. So annoying Twitter nigga buy blocked whatever like and and. Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get through each day as I don't even want to say like happily, just like I just want to have as few things that make me angry as possible. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and 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 with that being my top priority, it makes if 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 you as a person are someone who might potentially be someone who might irritate me in my timeline, that's going to be more important to me that you don't irritate me, then you being upset about me not following you no more. So that's what I mean. Like when the priorities change 10 years ago, I might've been like, Oh man, I want to hurt that person feelings by unfollowing them. That would suck. Now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what that nigga think. Dog. He annoying me. And I don't want to see it on my timeline no more. I'm trying to have a smooth, cool Twitter vibe. I don't need to see this shit. I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. Bye. So like at the end, it just, it just, it's priorities, man. What's more important to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
I, I, I fully agree. And I, I, I remember one point, I remember, uh, I was thinking I was talking to Johnny or some shit. And I was talking about, man, I've been, I somehow got on the subject of like going through my follows list and blocking, uh, bots. And he was like, why do you care about that shit? And I was <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Why do I give a fuck of, of bots following me and shit? It doesn't make a difference. So, yeah. Yeah, like I don't even care. Like I'm sure I'm I'm certain that of my followers that are, exist on Twitter, it I, I I can't even guess, but I'm sure a very small portion of them are actual real people that follow me. It's probably mm. mostly like garbage or whatever. But like I said, I don't even care anymore. Like my follower count, I think has been stagnant within like a one or within like a two follower range for years. <laughs> like I have like I get a follower or two or something like that. Over the course of years. <laughs> so, like, I don't care how many are bots. I don't care if I get more. I don't care if I get less. I'm just scrolling Twitter and interacting with what I see and whatever happens, happens. And right. Whatever. Exactly. Yep. So anything else? Nope. I'm good, man. All right. Well, uh, I get you niggas this podcast when it comes out. Nah, but I get this out soon. And uh, if you haven't uh, checked out uh, last week, which I, we just dropped yesterday or the day before, uh, Fear Factor, um, actually yesterday, check that one out as well. So um, you'll have two for this week. And um, yeah, peace. Peace. <laughs>